On a rainy evening, four of us climbed the stairs of the Sint-Walburgerskerk, the temporary location of Museum Arnhem. Behind me are curator Herman van der Muizenberg and Rob Voerman. Rob is Miyuki Okuyama's husband. And Miyuki is the reason we're all here. And she is walking in front of me. My name's Miyuki, Miyuki Okuyama, and originate from Japan. But I live here in Arnhem for more than 10 years. And I did study photography and uh, art in general in America. And then later I moved to Europe. And yeah, I'm still here and uh, working as photographer, also some translation work for cash. That's what I, that's what I do. Miyuki originally came to Arnhem temporarily for a residency project. Well, I came here as a artist for residency. There's an atelier organization called SLAG, and they did have a guest atelier for um, foreign artists. And I came to work here for a few months and uh, did the exhibition too at the Platzmarke. It still exists. It's a graphic center. And uh, yeah, I I met my man, <laughs> Rob Foreman. Uh, so we are together for 15 years now. That's why I'm here. At that moment, it's still a mystery to me why a photographer wants to meet while the weather is so bad. But this evening was chosen in particular because, according to the curator, it would be cloudy enough, a statement that only confused me more. At the moment, though, it doesn't matter that much. In the narrow tower of the church, we only see the next corner. And behind each corner, there is another staircase. Good workout. This is the end. Miyuki discovered photography as a teenager and was immediately fascinated by the medium. I think I was... In my teenage years, I saw this photo magazine, and I, I think that was uh, Julia Margaret Camelon, a British um, female photographer from 19th century. And, uh, yeah, well, of, of course, all her photos are in black and white. And, uh, yeah, it was... I, before that, I only knew just like snapshots in color or magazine in color. So that was, yeah, quite an um, eye-opening experience for me to see how it works. She recreated kind of like a mythical scenes using her houseworkers. And, you know, it's not snapshot but she did create the scene so it's like making a painting but using a photographic technique so yeah it was photo but very much artistic so yeah I was very impressed it's just I found it really beautiful the black and white images um, it's away from reality and um uh, we have quite poetic too, but it can still capture the reality and can work for documentary work too. So, uh, yeah, I think my eyes become like a boom big when I see good photography. Doesn't matter contemporary work or, you know, a photography from 19th century. I like all kinds of photography. In her teens, she also had another fascination, literature. 
specifically Southern Gothic, a genre characterized by abandoned or impoverished environments, sinister plot lines, and often the presence of voodoo. Think William Faulkner, Edgar Allan Poe, and Harper Lee. That is why she decided to study at the place where that specific literature came from, the deep south of the United States. Photography is still her minor at that point. I like those novels, so I wanted to first study English literature, but of course it's not easy to compete with American students who are native of, you know, English country. I was just silly uh, Japanese who just to start speaking in English. So uh, I did try, but uh, kind of failed. So I switched my major and minor. So I studied photography as my major, minor, English literature. So that's how I really started the photography and art in general. Suddenly, it's less strange to me that we're climbing the tower of an old church on a rainy day. When we arrive at the top, we find ourselves in the setting of such novels. There are all kinds of objects under large cloths, boarded up shutters, and the scent of an old church. There could be a ghost wandering around here. Although Miyuki has traded in English literature for the more universal language of photography, Southern Gothic is still present in her work. Maybe you can see some kind of connection between this literature and my photography now. They're both dark, a bit uh, strange perhaps. It's not not the colorful, cheerful, happy work. So yeah, I think I do have a little bit of influence from literature. Her photography is born in the same place as her beloved literature. First, I really wanted to capture something vanishing because, you know, I, my university was in the deep south and uh, it's poor state compared to like New York or California. And you see a lot of small villages, like abandoned villages, for example, or empty houses, and they were just going to disappear. So first, um, my first motivation was to capture those uh, vanishing landscape into something permanent as a photography. At the same time, the darkness in her photos reaches further back. Most of the time my photos are dark, often shot. Even during daytime I shoot photography, but I prefer to shoot when it's cloudy or rainy. I don't like just, you know, bright sunshine. Mm, doesn't fit to my taste. If I have to analyze why, uh, it may be something to do with my childhood. Well, um, not to be confused, I did have a happy childhood, but uh, I I was born and raised in a very small village in northeast Japan. And when I was small, yeah, up to I was 12 years old, my family consists of four generations. Me, my sister, my parents, my uh, grandparents and my great-grandparents. And my great-grandmother and grandmother were often my babysitters. So they often told me old tales and many of them were dark ones with some yeah ghost stories spooky ones but I did enjoy so I think it's still you know still with me now the tower of the church might be the perfect setting for ghost stories 
But strangely enough, we're not here to photograph the church itself, but to take pictures from inside of the church of the city. Miyuki hangs out of windows and at one point fearlessly climbs onto the eaves to capture the airborne square in a photograph. That roundabout is usually full of cars, but we are in the middle of a lockdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Miyuki waits until the square is empty and then quickly takes a picture. In nightfall, the Siri that she's making in commission of the museum, she documents a different kind of disappearance, that of people from the streets. Usually busy parts of the city, such as the square, the bicycle tunnels that run underneath, and the central station are suddenly deserted. The whole city has become a southern Gothic set. And during this period, Miyuki captures the city on more than 30 rolls of film. She prefers analog photography. Because uh, digital photography, it's really great, you know, it has so many functions, it produces perfect images. But still, digital photography is for me like data, information. If I want to capture the image, it has to be analog. It's more tangible somehow for me. Yeah, I'm sure many photographers disagree with you know what I just said, but still, yeah, from my personal perspective, analog photography is the best way to um, capture the atmosphere, perhaps. Not the fact, but atmosphere or what I feel. Analog photography works the best for me. Most of Miyuki's pictures aren't made hanging out of the window of a church. Rather, she takes them on her walks, always right after sunset. That's the golden hour. And the meaning of that term is twofold for Miyuki. I wanted to shoot just around sunset. That, that, that was just before 10 o'clock in the evening. Um, well, there are two major reasons. One is the quality of light is really beautiful. Just after sunset, there's still enough light to photograph, but there's no shadow, no contrast. So that just aesthetically, I find it very beautiful. I think it's um, terminology from Hollywood, the golden hour, uh, because it's the perfect time for shooting without the harsh shadow. So yeah, that's why I, I use this word golden hour. Um, golden hour, um, the time of dusk, um, nightfall, had some meaning in my culture in Japan. That's the time when um, spirit or ghost show up in front of your eyes. So I like this idea. Again, yeah, it's something to do with my childhood, with my uh, ancestors. We agree that I will join her on one of these walks. Just hit the pole a little bit, and if I see something interesting, I might shoot, and then to the, the train, and yeah. then be done. Okay. Yeah? Okay? Cool. All right. I'll join you. Thank you. This time, Miyuki is shooting with a small, compact holiday camera from the 90s. The camera has a toy-like quality, but it was chosen deliberately. Because it is analog, and uh, I, should, I can't expect so much technically, but I can expect aesthetically. Imperfection, 
beauty of imperfection. It's like Japanese concept of wabi-sabi. I think uh, if it's perfect, spotless, then it kills joy. If it's slightly wrong, there's a small mistake, I think it's more interesting. So I didn't want to make spotless, perfect, uh, calculated image, not for this uh, project. It's not that obvious, but uh, I always like to find a little, uh, yeah, like a blurriness or um, out of focus kind of mm, image. Yeah. The pictures are out of focus and blurry. And these are qualities that Miyuki adds deliberately while shooting with a so-called diffuser. Yeah, diffuser. I mean, yeah, diffuser is nice name, but it's just a small piece of plastic over the lens, or you can use Nifea. <laughs> just make smudge on the lens, and then makes kind of very soft um, diffusion of images. So I like to yeah use it, especially for this kind of um, yeah artwork project why uh, well you know uh, yeah you can see the images and uh, it's maybe not too too sharp not too clear and uh, makes kind of separation from the reality they are already bit away from the real you know reality because they are black and white but a little extra push so I wanted to use little diffuser while she's capturing an empty city during a pandemic, for Miyuki, it isn't about capturing reality. In fact, she sees the photos in the series as fiction. This project is not about documentary capturing the time of Corona, but this is, well, art project inspired by this peculiar period with Corona. So that's why I didn't want to make... Mm, sharp documentary of capturing the reality of Arunem, but um, from a little bit different perspective, capture the city uh, during this uh, um, particular time. And uh, yeah, for example, this picture from uh, Central Station, there's n- nobody. In the evening, usually it's a, you know, a busy time, but uh, when I photographed there's no one there and as if the city has been abandoned became empty kind of you know and only um, animals can walk around the city of Arnhem unusually deserted as it is becomes a different and fictional city this becomes clear when we look at a photo she took of a bicycle tunnel yeah, this is the image of this uh, small tunnel for bicycles. And uh, I visited several times to get the best exposure. And uh, it's normally you can see the people on the bicycles or walking. Or, um, this one I hate, this Bromer. It's it's often there. But uh, around this time of Corona and um, time of day, very quiet. So I wanted to have, and it looks like a bit like a entrance to another world with, you know, this darkness, with the surrealistic quality of the cityscape I wanted to capture. And what this other world entails 
is something the viewers can decide for themselves. I think the viewer has to create her own story for this. Sometimes I, you know, work on documentary and then that is really story. And when I design photo book, for example, it is also storytelling method. But uh, for this one, you have your freedom, how you move around in the exhibition. You can pick the images you want to look at first or the one you want to look at last. I hope these images trigger something in your memory, for example. And uh, it's, it's up to you what kind of story you tell. But I, I hope my images trigger this kind of action. I hope that I give a little bit of impression of Arnhem. Not as an Arnhem we all know, but a slightly different side of Arnhem. Sometimes, you know, your friend says something you never expected. If a city tells you something you never expected, would that be interesting or not? So yeah, slightly different uh, dark side of Arnhem, little impression of Arnhem. The city becomes a fictional city, which resembles the Arnhem we know, but slightly different. It's in black and white, out of focus and a bit spooky. The train station becomes a movie set. Raindrops become ghosts, and the bicycle tunnel becomes the entrance to another world. It is as if someone or something from that other world came down here to give us a different perspective on our city. A ghost, perhaps. Perhaps, yeah, like no human being. And my idea was that I be some kind of strange animal and they show up. I just just walked around in the city and uh, captured the image of Arnhem as non-human being, like Japanese ghost who appears just around sunset, yeah. This podcast was produced by Ondergast on behalf of Museum Arnhem. Coordinated by Herman van der Muizenberg. Interviews, text and editing by me, Dennis Gaans. The Nightfall exhibition ran from the 15th of August to the 18th of October of 2020 in Park Sonsbeek. Two of the photographs have been added to the permanent collection. The next opportunity to view them will be in the renovated museum once it opens in 2022. For all exhibitions, activities and updates around the renovation of the building, visit museumarnhem.nl. And follow the museum on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn via at Museum Arnhem and on Instagram via at museum.arnhem. Thanks for listening. You got any sound? No, the ending sound, like your camera rolling yeah. back in the train passing. Oh, I think that's a great ending. For yeah, I, I, I. So you got both sounds. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I, I have your mic there. And yes, the yes. And uh, I declare this is my last shot for this project. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay.